Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. It's our first wrap of the World Test Championship final. We're recording this at tea time. Paul and I will be doing our best to provide coverage of this tournament, recording at lunchtime, tea time, after play if we can. Paul, welcome to the show. What a first day so far. Hey, Menas. Hey, everyone. Yeah, it's great to have the Test Cricket back. Um, IPL's been fabulous, but there's nothing like Test Cricket. And um, I'm a little bit out of practice, I'm a bit nervous about how I'm going to go in this last session. It's now um, 20 past 12 in Sydney. It's going to finish pretty late, but um, I, pr- I pride myself on being a big game player, so there could be some caffeine injections coming pretty soon. That's right. I've hit the snacks and the caffeine. But let's take you back to the beginning of play. Um, Rohit Sharma won the toss and elected to bowl in overcast conditions. The real selection surprise was India. They left out Ravindra Ashwin and they brought in Umesh Yadav. Now, Paul, that's a bit of a surprise. I like Ashwin. I'm not sure Yadav's a better bowler. I like him enough to know his first name. Um, it's not Ravindra. It's Ravi Chandran. <laughs> You're right, it is late. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought it was a mistake to pick um, Yadav. Um, um, you know, I've, I've been going on about how I think that um, Unadkat's form, uh, his record is, is so impressive that I think that, um, you know, averaging 22 with the ball in first-class cricket in India, where conditions usually don't favour the fast bowlers, I, as an Australian fan, would have been a lot more nervous with, with him in there. Um, to be fair to Yadav, although he started poorly, I think he's improved. Yes. Um, so... Australia didn't pull any surprises. They went with the team that they floated the day before, so Boland, Stark, and um, Cummins as the pace attack with Lyon as the spinner. So no surprises for the Aussies. And then they were sent in, and the ball was zipping around early, and Kawaja was the first to go 
out for a duck, caught behind off Siraj, just a feather through to Barat, and Australia were one for two. And now that first half an hour was really tough for the batters. Yeah, I mean, the stats are pretty diabolical for opening batters in, in, in English conditions in recent years, and you can see why there. Um, I I do think that although the Indians bowled well, they didn't quite deliver enough balls uh, right on the money. That You remember sometimes you see that graphic that they'll show um, midway through the first day of a test match, the, the number of or the percentage of balls that were hitting the stumps, and it's always lower than it really should be. Um, I, I think they should change the graphic to the percentage of balls that are right on that kind of third and fourth stump, stump height, a little bit higher line. I don't think that India quite got enough balls in that position. Mohammed Shami, we discussed in the last podcast, surprisingly averages over 40 runs um, per wicket uh, in England. And they were talking about it again, that he has this incredible record of beating the bat in England. And um, that just a few two balls, not short, short, but just a maybe um, 50 centimetres short of where they should be that might otherwise produce the edge. Yeah, kind of expected when you think a lot of these bowlers have come off the IPL, haven't been bowling in first-class cricket. So not surprised. Maybe their radar was a little bit off. But No, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I, I mean, <laughs> like, how, how... I think you were going to jump on my throat about that. Well, I mean, they, 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 you know, it's it's their elite players. If you've got a bowler who's like running in and bowling a bit too short, sure, one or two balls, um, but not not that many. So, um, I, I just think it's a it, it's a reluctance to be driven, and I understand that no one wants to get driven, and you feel, um, you know, if a ball if a batter cracks a a beautiful off drive, and you think, well, what's the point? It's it's a hard thing to do to put yourself out there to do that again, but you, you kind of have to, I think. Yeah, definitely, especially if you want to get that movement. And I think you're right that if you, you know, I would like to have seen Anderson and Broad in those conditions and seen what they did with the ball. Um, I think it would have been vastly different to what we saw from the Indians. So Kawajif, just a feather, just a, the, the faintest of edges. He almost referred it. Um, so he mustn't have got much on it. No, um, and it's, um, he, well, you know, we talk about that, the old truism of the batter always knows when, when they've hit it and that technology has proven that to be not the case. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing because you always, playing cricket, you felt for sure that you knew when you hit it and, and you knew when you didn't. But there's that that strange zone now that, um, yeah. So And I, I, we talked about it before. I don't think I actually saw them show the um, ultra edge, but... Obviously, he did hit it because if he, if he didn't, they would have made a big deal of it. So he went, Labashane came out and was hit in the hand very early on from Siraj, a nasty blow, then survived a couple of reviews early from Shadul Thakur. Um, tough little period for him, but I really noticed that you could tell he'd been playing in English conditions. He had a method. He was nudging the ball around to get off strike, and you know, he didn't look like he had a plan. Yeah, and it was great Test cricket to watch. That the it was um, it was tough. It was um, the, the, there was the, the narrative at the other end of, of Warner. Um, you know, I remember watching as the first ball was bowled to him, just thinking if this knocks his off stump out of the ground, um, that could be the beginning of the end of his of his career. And I was really pleased that um, he got in and, and got 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 a start at least because I think that does 
um, probably ease a little bit of the pressure. We'll talk about how disappointed he would have been to get out. But but Labuschagne looked good. Um, scoring wasn't easy though, and it was um, yeah, it was, it was a really good battle. Yeah, that first hour was very tough, but Australia survived. And then there was that lovely period from Warner where he he unloaded on some boundaries, hit four off Yaddo, four boundaries off one Yadav over. And, um, you know, motored to 43 off 60. And, as you know, it was just a nice little innings. Yeah, and then totally against the run of play. But he, he's done that a few times, not necessarily with the shot that he played today, where remember he used to have that sort of half um, flick, half pull that you'd sometimes kind of top edge. Uh, today's wasn't quite that. It was more of a just a... Uh, uh, more of an authentic pull, but he didn't actually really hit it all that hard. Um, just got a um, a little bit on it, went through to the keeper, and Barrett took a, a superb catch, and Warner was naturally absolutely uh, devastated because, uh, you know, it's the classic case if you've done all the hard work. Didn't even get to 50, uh, but a, a good 43 in, in pretty tough conditions. Yeah, so that made the score <clears throat> two for 71 just before lunch. So Steve Smith came out the second last over before they took lunch. So a vital li- little wicket for India. And then just after the lunch break, well, we talked about Shammy being a little bit short in the first session. Well, I think the bowling coach had a word with him because he pitched one up to Marnus that swung back and went between bat and pad, and he was bowled for 26. And that made the score three for 76 just after lunch. And, you know, I would say at that point, the game was in the balance. Absolutely. It was kind of a, a bit of a surprise because Labashan was looking, um, you know, pretty solid. And, yeah, as we said, it's, I wonder why um, Shammy doesn't bowl more balls um, <laughs> why doesn't Mott bowl more balls that um, shape away and cut back off the seam and, um, you know, absolute perfection? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So Marnus was out and Travis Head joined Steve Smith in the middle and we saw what we've seen so often from Travis lately. He came out and just started with a spate of boundaries. He raced to uh, 30 and his strike rate, Strike rate was well over 100. Um, and then his finished tee, 60 not out of just 75 balls with a strike rate of 80 with 10 boundaries. So he goes into the tee break in 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 good health there, really batting well. And the score is three for 170. I mean, that, that was a superb little innings from Travis. I hope he can go on with it after tee. Ultimately, if Australia do win the match, um, it could be the turning point that, you know, we talk about how people talk of baseball as being this exciting way to play, but I'm always making the point, I think it's actually the most um, pragmatic and intelligent way to play as well, that um, the, the notion that in test cricket you've got to bat slowly, I just think uh, is wrong and has always been wrong. That the, you know, the exceptions like Jeff Boycott um, are very much the exceptions, that the, the, the best players tend to be ones that have gone on with the job and Travis Head in this second incarnation or third incarnation or whatever it is of his test career, he's going along um, since he's returned to the Australian side at a strike rate of over 80. They put the stats up uh, just before the tea break uh, in the World Test Championship. He has the highest strike rate of any um, batter in this um, two-year cycle and, um, you know, the, the results speak for themselves. So I think that had he come out with um, an old-fashioned mindset of just to try to survive, then he may well have um, hung around, scratched around, got 20-odd, nicked one and got out. And Australia could be, um, you know, at the moment, Australia's moving into a, into the ascendancy. They could already be in trouble. 
Yeah, you're right. It was a superb counterattack. And as is the case with him, he often gets off to a very fast start, but then, you know, he has been more measured. So, you know, as I said, that strike rate was up around, well, he was 27 off about 13 balls at one stage. So um, now he's 60 off 75. He, you know, he has been watchful. And when since Judd Gage has been brought into the attack, that slowed his scoring a little. Um, it, it, it has. And Judd has bowled some good balls, um, some some balls that have um, bounced a little bit um, and have spun a little bit. And, yeah, I, I think that he's caused a little bit more uh, of a concern than, than maybe was expected. But, yes, um, Head has been noticeably largely watchful against Judasia. Now, Smith's been at the other end. He's 33 not out of 102 balls. And, and we're trying to look at the way India have been bowling to him. And it looks like they've been bowling to him the way they did a couple of years ago where they – try and tighten him up on the leg side. And then when they vary their line, it's kind of wide of off stump um, to test him out there, see if he'll make a mistake. It's I wouldn't say negative bowling, but it, it does slow Smith's scoring down. And he hasn't really tried to challenge that tactic yet by sort of moving around the crease or anything. Yeah. And it's always intriguing watching him bat in those circumstances because he talks about putting his ego to one side and just batting time. And I think usually that's the right way to go. But occasionally I think he is so good that if he was a little bit more aggressive at times, then it might be the right thing to do. 33 off 102, um, it's hard work. Uh, and it included a, a couple of flurries of boundaries. Uh, aside from that, aside from those sort of um, bright patches, it, he's been largely kept quiet, but... Um, He'll argue he's 17 away from a 50 and, um, you know, um, this is kind of what he did in 2019 in that famous first test where he got 100 in each innings. He started very, very slowly and he often does that and then um, is often proven right. He's almost playing a bit of a patience game with the Indian attack at the moment. and But I think... If he, you know, if he can sort of anchor the innings and, you know, it'll, it will allow Green and Carey and the tail to bat around him. So you know, a lot of responsibility, but he'll relish it. So three for 170, 51 overs gone. Paul, two things. Oh, I'm just going to get, I'm going to get the first one off my chest and tribute to Richie Benno. They're nine overs behind the over eight. What are they doing? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just... It's part of the course in modern test cricket that every single side does it and no one holds them to account. And we've talked about it before that it is a problem because this has been, you know, it has been really good cricket. But imagine how much better it would have been if in all the patches between the balls, you could have sprinkled 54 extra deliveries in there. Um, and it was meant to be when it was brought in that 15 overs an hour was the minimum it's become not only the, the target, but it's not even the target because you've now got the extra half hour. So it's, it's effectively become 14 overs as the target. And I, I know that there are reviews and there are, there are more stoppages than there used to be. But they've, you know, we, we'll go blue in the face, but one day the International Cricket Council will take it seriously and they could fix it like that. They could pick one of five different methods and all of them would work. And up till now they haven't done it. And yeah, it's, it's annoying, but it's the way it is.
Yeah, I just had this moment, you know, because what's really, really nice about this match is in Australia, for those that have been watching in Australia, there's been a real sense of community with all of the country being able to watch it on free-to-air television for a change. And I looked at the time and it was 11.10pm Australian time in Sydney and only 35 overs had been bowled. And I thought, now that's a bit of a shame that there's been, you know, three hours of cricket there, probably a huge viewing audience, and they've seen good cricket but slow cricket. Yeah, but again, it's it's no, it's not a criticism of India because every single side does it. If Australia had been bowling now, um, they would have bowled just as few overs. And yeah, I, I don't understand how they don't realise that. You know, I I'm not doing it at the moment because this uh, I, I don't sort of have the capacity. But normally, what I do is um, we'll pause the game, get a coffee, and come back and watch it and fast forward between the balls and catch up. And when you do that, you realise how slow it sometimes is because sometimes you know you jump forward 15 seconds and it's um, usually two lots for a fast bowler one lot for a, a spinner and sometimes you jump forward 30 seconds you've got to go 45 and 60 and you realize they have taken absolutely forever between balls for for, for, for no good reason um, they talked about the other day when um, uh, Bradman's 150 record for the fastest 150 at Laws that was set in 1930 got broken by Ben Duckett the other day. Um, Bradman's 150 came off about 166 balls. But what was famous in that day was that I think they bowled something like um, uh, uh, 22 overs an hour throughout the day. Um, so, you know, it, at the same point then, in, in this game then, they would have already bowled something like 88 overs. It's just unbelievable um, uh, c- compared to, to, the, to the speeds of overs nowadays. Yeah, and no, I think, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. All right, last one, because the players are resuming after tea. So I just want to just leave this question with you. I Well, pose it to you i think already and my feeling is sharma's messed up at the toss i mean he's he's taken a gamble to throw australia in because he probably didn't want to bat in in those conditions and uh, you know australia look like they're going to score a a big first innings total and look a long way to go in this test match i mean Rohit Sharma could score 200 and india win by an innings but you know that decision looks erroneous at the moment it's hard to say. I mean, <laughs> we're in a dangerous territory. We're putting this up live, and um, within Indeed. half an hour, <laughs> within half an hour of this being out, Australia could be if we go from three for one seventy one to to six for one hundred and ninety very very easily. Um, I, I do feel for Sharma as well that um, the the sun came out very quickly. Like it was it was leaden skies at the at the toss, and then the sun came out, and now for for most of the day, the sun's actually been beaming down. I've noticed a couple of the crowd have been having umbrellas up to not for the rain, but to keep them shielded from the sun. I think it's probably England. the same. Wow. Yeah. I think it's the decision I would have made. I would have, um, I would have bowled first because I think that um, it's going to get flatter and easier. I think that they should have taken more of an advantage of that, um, that opening session than they did. So um, yeah, I, I don't think you can blame the captain so much. I think that the bowlers, they didn't bowl badly, but I think they could have taken more of an advantage of it. Yeah, and I also think Australia have to be careful because a lot of batters have got starts so far. Warner, 43, Labuschagne, 26, Smith and Head not out. But they do need a big 100 to really, um, I don't know, just, you know, get a big score. They're not going to get a massive first inning score unless one of these batters goes on. So um, that's all to come. Paul, thank you very much. Thanks, listeners. Um, 
we're going to be recording these raps. We're not sure when. Hope the thing is, Paul. Sometimes I just fall asleep, like mid sometime during that last session, and you just can't get me up. So um, <laughs> we'll just have to hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, um, it's 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 tough. It's tough. Um, yeah, we deserve some sort of uh, award for it, but um, uh, the last session is always very difficult. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon. Bye. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.